didgeridoo means it's time for the Australia News Desk. Here's two of the craziest guys we could find south of the equator. It's Steve Vischer and Grant McCarran from the Plain Crazy Down Under podcast. Dateline, July the 8th, 2013, folks. Oh, g'day, folks, and welcome to the Australia Desk for episode 256. And, uh, Grant, uh, quite chilly here this week, I must say. It's been quite frosty. I can't wait for that summer weather to come back. Oh, we're not supposed to talk about the weather, are we? No, you've just made a major faux pas and you've talked about the weather. But while we're talking about the weather, I find the uh, the winter cold is not too bad a thing. So long as there's not a lot of wind and rain, I can go flying and have a wonderful flight because the balloon performs really well when it's cold. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Oh, well, like the joys of a pre-recorded segment where Max can't do anything about it. Anyway... Well, you may cut our pay. <laughs> you may well do too. Okay, on to aviation news, and uh, no sooner had the Airplane Geeks show been released last week than my good friends at Tiger Airways came out with news of a rebranding. They have come out and they've rebranded themselves from Tiger Airways Australia to Tiger Air Australia, and it's even got a new logo and everything. There's no more leaping, pouncing cat. Yeah, what if they'll change their call sign from GoCat, which is uh, what they use when they're talking to uh, air traffic control? Yeah, it certainly causes some uh, amusement to air traffic controllers when uh, they come online. And uh, GoCat, yes, as we've said a number of times, it's the brand of a cat food here in Australia. <laughs> Absolutely. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, uh, this is all part of the uh, rebranding that's going on as they're uh, increasingly uh, integrating themselves in with uh, Virgin Australia, as we've been reporting over the course of this year. Uh, that's been an ongoing saga, but it's been approved, and uh, that's in the process of being being finalised this month, I think, in fact. Uh, their CEO, Rob Sharp, did a media conference this week. Quite comical. Let's have a listen. Today marks an important milestone for the airline. And I'm pleased to uh, say today that uh, we have news of a major brand overhaul. From today, we'll operate as Tiger Air and uh, we'll be integrating the brand into all our uh, aircraft fleet, domestic terminals and across all the customer touch points, as from uh, today. That the Tiger Air brand incorporates fantastic value, punctuality, and a genuinely warm service with the customer at its heart. He must be kidding, mustn't he, Grant? I wonder if that will include uh, putting an actual customer service department to take complaints. It's only been five years. I'm still waiting, Tiger Air. <laughs> oh, you're so Dutch when it comes to carrying a grudge, man. You're absolutely right. Well, I mean, that's good. Uh, rebranding, well, okay, that's that's one thing. I don't know that it'll make much difference to their day-to-day operations unless they're going to uh, pick up their game uh, when he talks about customer service. Well, at least in my experience, it doesn't really exist there. But, you know, hey, I'm willing to give them another chance. No, actually, I'm not. <laughs> No, you'll never give them another chance. But, uh, mate, the key thing here is, <clears throat> by the way, notice that part of the rebranding and uh, the the new working closely with Virgin and so on is uh, they think it'll take about 12 months for the restructuring to start delivering financial benefits. And that is going to take even longer before the budget carrier is profitable. Mm, well, you know, we want to see them profitable. I just want to see them provide good service. So let's hope that uh, this first step, uh, rebranding to Tiger Air, is a successful one for them. Uh, now, Grant, moving on to matters military, and the Royal Australian Navy has been uh, in the process of purchasing a new fleet of uh, MH60R Romeo helicopters, and the first one of those in uh, Royal Australian Navy colours has taken to the air over in Connecticut. Yes, not too far from Max, I believe, in Stratford, Connecticut. The uh, first of 24 units has taken to the air doing its check flight, and now that the 
contractor flight acceptance stage is completed, it's going to be transferred over to New York State for integration of mission systems and sensors. It's interesting. Uh, Defence Material Minister Mike Kelly Grant, is he still a Minister for Defence Material? I suppose he is after there's been so many reshuffles lately. But he says here in a statement that a further three Royal Australian Navy Romeos are currently in various stages of assembly, with the first two planned to be handed over to the Navy in December 2013. So that'll be exciting when they come. They're a very mean-looking machine, mate. They certainly pack a punch, mate. And I had a lot of fun recently re-watching our video we recorded with a uh, US Navy Romeo crew back at Avalon 2011. Uh, that was uh, very interesting, and uh, I really enjoyed being in the cockpit, not just because it got me out of the cold wind. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Grant, a wonderful self-promotion there. We should make sure that Max puts a link to that video in the show notes. Well, I certainly hope he does. Okay. Let's move back to the airlines, and uh, good news for Simba the Wonder Dog if he chooses to come out here and uh, spend some time, you know, getting reacquainted with me out here in Australia since he likes me more than he does Rob. And uh, if he flies with Virgin Grant, he can now get frequent flyer points. Yeah, it, I think this is the tigerization of Virgin starting to come forward. Uh, I'm, I'm really gobsmacked about this one, mate. But uh, yeah, Virgin are offering uh, frequent flyer points for pets who travel either in the cabin or underfloor in the hold. Yeah, they reap frequent flyer points. And the fun bit is that the owner gets to use them. Oh, jeez, everyone's a winner, Grant. I, I'm just gobsmacked about this one. I, I, I'm like, oh, man, this is their luggage. What's next? My suitcase is going to get frequent flyer points? Yeah. No, this is wonderful. I'm going to squeeze Charlie, the official PCDU dog, into my luggage every time we travel now in company business. Oh, hey, he's got to be an IATA-specified carry cage if he's underneath, and, you know, you'd have some fun trying to get him into the cabin with you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. My dog would demand nothing less than being in the cabin. No cargo hold carry box for him. Well, they're only doing this for cats and dogs at the moment. They haven't extended it to aquarium fish so or <laughs> aviary birds, so your budgies and guppies are not yet part of the scene, mate. And uh, no carrying tigers, if I had to guess. Honestly, I think it'd be great if Simba actually did come down because uh, we could take him out and introduce him to the joys of chasing uh, kangaroos. Yeah, he'd love that. You know, he'd catch one, then we could eat it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm, tasty. <laughs> oh, dear. Wonderful. Oh, well, let's go back and look at the regional airlines. We don't often talk about uh, Rex Regional Express, but uh, they're in the news this week. They've actually been uh, awarded uh, the highest ranking for best performing airline in the Asia-Pacific region and the second best uh, such airline in the world. So well done to Rex. They're a pretty hardworking airline. They've taken over a number of smaller regional performers, especially after the ANSET collapse back in uh, 2001. They keep working hard to expand and uh, come out on the top of the pile. They've put a lot of effort into this. They're just recently purchasing another uh, seven of the Saab 340Bs, and they've also put in a new uh, full-motion flight simulator at the Australian Airline Pilot Academy in Wagga Wagga, which is uh, where they churn out a lot of their cadet pilots. Okay, so uh, Rex is actually a very large operator of the Saab 340 aircraft. In fact, the number is approaching 40. Well, it depends on where you read, Grant. Uh, Some say 33 and some say 40 but uh, I believe that uh, either way it makes them the largest Saab 340 operator in the world so uh, if that is true that's fantastic and uh, they perform a very uh, important service getting around to many regional areas of Australia that uh, otherwise wouldn't have an airline service so uh, good on them for that. Kudos to Rex, uh, cool airline and as we know a couple of people who fly for them, they're definitely cool, they're keeping our friends employed, that's got to be a good thing. Absolutely fantastic. Now just as we wrap up here Grant uh, we mentioned last week uh, Ryan Campbell's Teen World flight and uh, we uh, 
played a snippet of an interview that I recorded with Ryan just uh, before he departed. I've now recorded another interview with him, uh, which, which we'll put a link to in, in the show notes too, uh, which I recorded with Ryan from Hilo in Hawaii. And uh, as this one goes to air, he will uh, have uh, completed the next leg of his uh, flight, which of course is across the uh, Pacific from Hawaii to Van Nuys in California. We'll be hoping to catch up with uh, Ryan again now. He's doing a couple of stops, I believe, in California. Then he's heading down to Texas, Tennessee, and then uh, up to uh, Oshkosh, uh, spending a week there and then heading over to Maine, up through Canada and then across the Atlantic. So uh, if you're going to be in the States, I think we mentioned it last week, but really want to support Ryan in his bid to become the youngest person to fly solo around the world. And uh, he's doing a fantastic job. Grant, when I spoke to him the other day, he sounded uh, very confident, very happy within himself and uh, very happy with the uh, the Cirrus SR-22 aircraft that uh, he's flying around the world. So uh, good on him. And uh, we just remind our listeners here that you can uh, catch up with uh, what Ryan is up to at his website, including live tracking at teenworldflight.com. That's the one, mate. And I've got to say, he's picked a great spot in the world to uh, have a bit of a break and get everything ready for the uh, longest over water leg, which is, of course, between Hawaii and California. Hilo is a wonderful place, mate. I spent a couple of weeks in Hilo a few years back. Really enjoyed it. It's a very relaxed part of Hawaii. It's not the uh, tourist uh, yuppie kind of zones. So good on Ryan for spending a few days and uh, getting ready for the long leg. Yes, and Hilo, as we all know, is named after one of the navigators or pilots in Battlestar Galactica. David Vanderhoof will understand. I think I'm going to try and claim prior art on that one and uh, kibosh that discussion, but anyhow. Well, there you go. On that rather geeky note, I think we'll end it this week. We'll be back next week. Until then, I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm the dubious Grant McCarran. Cheers, folks. Cheers, folks.